The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast, so you won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. In a world gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels, only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Watching Lost Boys last night yes. before we got this started. Man, I did not yeah, get a did. chance to watch it, but I've seen this movie so many times at this point. <laughs> it's not really that big a deal. <laughs> I've seen it a lot of times. I just hadn't watched it recently, and I was just like, oh, let, yeah, that's a good one to watch anyway because of the season. Well, I remember watching this movie before I knew anything about the Corys. <laughs> the Corey <laughs> Ham and Corey Feldman. I just didn't know that that was like a thing. Well, a little bit of trivia. That was their first, first film together. Fantastic. And then that followed with, what, License to Drive, I think was the next one they and were in together. Dream a Little Dream. Oh, and there was, well, there was another one, but I can't remember it right now. But this is back when they just had normal kid actor drug problems, not like, it's going to kill me drug problems. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was the start of all the drama. This is before uh, Corey Feldman started doing his weird, like, Corey Feldman and the Angels dance group that he does that is oh, utterly God, that bizarre. Atrocity. It's so bizarre. It's it's so bad. It's almost good. And it's like <laughs> I know like, so many people have seen it live, and they're like, I I will go again. I'm like I, I I'm not sure if I want to support that or just like. Well, it's a train wreck situation, right? Yeah, so, you, you want to look at it. <laughs> but I but, think he played in uh, like Virginia Beach or something not too long ago, and uh, it was last year. It was last year, yeah. And I kind of wanted to go because tickets were only like ten bucks. <laughs> like when Huey Lewis in the news plays at the beach. Yeah, although out here they'd play at like Innsbruck and it'd be a bunch of drunken like mid fifties people just trying to party like it's the eighties again, <laughs> which is uh, what we're going to be doing on this episode is partying like the eighties because what we're talking about this evening on Smack My Pitch Up is of course the nineteen eighty seven horror comedy legendary film, The Lost Boys. Yes. Now a little bit of trivia I got before we started from our uh, friend uh, Moxie over at Your Brain on Facts is that this was actually the original script was supposed to parallel Peter Pan a little bit more. I was unaware of that. Which is why the term The Lost Boys came from the original script from Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. You never, you never caught on to that, The Lost Boys thing? I, I never paid attention to that. They even, they even reference it in the movie when uh, Max is talking to Lucy, the mom, Yeah. about your boys and my boys and boys need a mother and all of that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Towards the end of the film. See, I, I was thrown off by there just being a blatant Partridge family reference there. And even David, <laughs> at, at the one point in, in the film where uh, where David and the, the Lost Boys finally reveal themselves to Michael as what they truly are and that he's turning into them, he's like, you can live forever, Michael, you'll never grow old. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's a lot of parallels when you once you start thinking about it in those terms. Yeah, like, because the Lost Boys and Peter Pan don't age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, obviously we're going to talk about that a little bit more during our mashup section of uh, this episode. But for now, I am Mike the Hobbit, 
host of Smack My Pitch Up, founder of the Geeks Under the Influence Network. And tonight with me, we've got a twofer of panelists along for the ride that is a reboot, remake, or reimagining of The Lost Boys. To my right is a member of Synthetic Nightmare. You may have heard one of their tracks on uh, as the intro music for Geeks Under the Influence for the month of October. Uh, Nick Kuhn. Uh, that is not a racist nickname. That is actually his last name. Valid. <laughs> Let me throw that out there right at the beginning. So when I yell, so Kuhn, it is literally your last name. That is necessary so many times in my life. <laughs> it's not a it's, stage name. It's a true it's, story. It, it, it's my birth name. I show people my my ID far more often than I need to, but I, it, I don't care. It's funny. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're joining in on this party. And uh, next to you is... Miss Terry, no pants. <laughs> Which is an old nickname and not true anymore. I wear pants regularly. <laughs> regularly now. <laughs> yes, especially this time of year. It's oh, yeah, it is starting to get a little bit chilly, which I think is the right kind of uh, atmosphere for a vampire uh, reboot remake. Is Right. We, we, we have the perfect setting of the weather and everything else, just like it, it, it's a proper fall pre-Halloween day. I think. Absolutely. We, we sat outside last night for, you know, just a real quick before we started the movie, and it was like oh, almost full moon, and it was bright, and I was like, it's amazing out here right now. And it was definitely like, I'm surprised there wasn't bats flying around. Hell yeah. It was, it was the perfect <laughs> atmosphere. If we could have put it on the projector. Oh man, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Now uh, you might hear a little bit of background noise. We are recording at uh, at their casa. So uh, you're going to be hearing airplanes flying overhead, which you may have just heard. There's also dogs and babies. And also this is where we do our weekly D&D or uh, bi-monthly or bi-weekly. What it, I, and, and, every and, other week. Every other week. Yeah. D&D session. <laughs> so, uh, so you might be hearing people kind of Popping, their heads popping in. in and checking stuff out because we're recording this just before our uh, session this evening. So just to up the geekdom a little bit, let's record the podcast before <laughs> we play D&D. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So for those unfamiliar with how this works, basically we're coming up with ideas, both funny and serious on what we think a reboot or remake or reimagining adaptation, sidequel, sequel of our our uh, film or TV show of choice is going to be uh, what it's going to look like. So we cast the characters, we figure out who's going to direct it. We, we come up with ideas on what we think would be the best way to work in a reboot or remake. So on this one, I think we're all doing like reboots and reimaginings and stuff, no sequels or uh no, no. I, I didn't have anything for a sequel. I got I, I got two either. solid <laughs> concepts for like the one series. One, one I think would just be a little bit funny of uh Either way, it would one's a reboot, one would be kind of a reimagining. Okay, and that's kind of how I'm doing it as well. Is that I'm yeah. having a straight up reboot for my serious, and then my re- reimagining is for the uh, the funny one. Right. So uh, l- let's get down to it. So uh, Lost Boys from 1987. It has two fucking terrible sequels that we're not going to get into. <laughs> really. I've never even, Thank you. I didn't know they had sequels. Uh, it was I've like never The seen Tribe them. and then, I don't know, The Quickening. I don't know what the third I, one is. I, like, I think I saw each of them once and immediately banished it from my memory. The uh, second one, Corey Haim comes back. I think it was his last role before he died at the very end as oh, a wow. vampire. Ooh, he's a vampire. It's a fight to the other frog brother. And, <laughs> or, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's trash. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> So hopefully, if that's the bar, I'm not aiming for as good as the original. If we can aim for about as good as the sequels, then I'm I'm golden on our reboots. Right. So uh, first things first is the best way to kind of get an idea for what you're going to do is let's go with our serious uh, storylines. Are we doing just kind of a direct uh, remake or are we changing the uh, changing the parameters a little bit on on how this is going to go? 
Um, well, for mine, I, I kind of was going with a little bit of a reimagining. Like we t- we talked about a number of different movies that uh, we could do this this one on. One of the things that came up was uh, the concept of I Am Legend. Like uh, it, I, I loved like in the book of that how completely different it actually was from everything else. Where like it, it in that book it was you know the main character was slaughtering all the humans that were evolving into something greater because he thought that they were just these monsters and turned out that they were actually just the next evolution of humanity and ends up just being in this mass murderer that was looked at as uh, the, the, the instrument of a Holocaust. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so so that, that, that's where my mind was going with this, of like making it that. <laughs> Which, if you want to see the best adaptation of the original story, I Am Legend, by Richard Matheson, your best bet is to go with the first adaptation, which is starring Vincent Price. Vincent Price's. Called yeah. uh, The Last Man on Earth. That's the most faithful to the uh, to the book. Right. So, and and man, it is good, too. Like, they, yeah. there's finally good transfers out. When I first saw it, it was like bleached out, black and white movie, hard to see because just bad transfer after bad transfer. But now there's good quality ones out there. I think it's even been colorized at this point. Interesting. Yeah. I need to track that down. Yeah, I think it's out there somewhere. <laughs> So, so you're going kind of post-apocalyptic? So, yeah, I mean, I'm always going to go post-apocalyptic. Fair. I, um, that, 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 that's how I am. Like, I'm a Mad Max fanatic. I love seeing, like, the, the breakdown of society and everything that happens with it. So, like, I'm going with this, like, I, in that context of, you know, the, the, there's a lone group of vampires that are trying to evolve humanity. And there's some jackasses around that are just fucking everything up. So, that, so like, in mind, like, I'm reimagining, like, the Frog Brothers as being, like, kind of bodyguards to them, like, it, taking the place of the Hellhounds. Okay. In, in that. And, like, it, I'm, I know I'm going to go over the top with this, but, like, like the, the, that's, where, that's where my first focus went. Like, I, I'd love to see it being, like, a little bit Boondock Saints, like, with the brothers from Boondock Saints playing the Frog Brothers. The Frog Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> They've got Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland on his knees with the guns behind his head, full of like garlic bullets. <laughs> garlic bullets. <laughs> garlic bullets. Holy water. Holy water. Uh, they're just squirt guns. Just full squirt of guns full of holy water, yeah. See, I, I was thinking about it a little bit differently. Like, make the Frog Brothers, like, making them, like, taking the place of the Hellhounds, of, like, protecting the evolution of of humanity towards vampirism. Oh, okay. And having, having, like, uh, having, like, those two specifically going after anyone that would impede on making the goals go further. You can even Shyamalan it a little bit and do a what a twist where at first you think they're actually going after the vampires, but they're secretly in league with kind of deal. Yeah. 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 I, I dig that. There, 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 there would be a solid way to pull that off and still be able to like make it fully serious with a little bit of like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that just happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tara, do you have any kind of uh, changes to the script or are you just kind of going more faithful? I... I didn't. I I strictly was thinking about it in the way that how all these 80s movies these days are being remade. Okay. And I was just sort of thinking like, you know, who would direct it now in in today's age and who would be acting in it to make it, you know, better, yeah, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Because, well, at least the special effects, because... Oh, the special effects will be clearly better. As long as you do a combination of practical and CGI, then you're golden, but... Yeah, there's some, there's some serious cheese in there. Oh, like, yeah. When, they're, when, the, when he's, like, falling through the sky, doesn't know what's happening, and all you see is, like, the lights kind of go like this, like, shifting yeah, back yeah. and forth, and it's like, ooh, spooky. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> fog lights. Woo. Let's put the fog directly between the camera and the actor. Yeah. <laughs> what, is the Sisters of Mercy concert? Fog. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, for mine, for the adaptation I think will actually work, like my my serious one, 
I uh, stuck relatively closely to the original script, but tonally I kind of changed it up a little bit where I wanted it to be a little bit more suggestive suggestive of vampirism, but not necessarily re- revealing whether or not it's real until further into the movie. So it's more uh, that the uh, that Michael, the main character, the reason that he's home is that he's, you know, his mid-20s, he should have moved out by now, uh, but he's still at home because he's got, like, mental issues. <laughs> so, or maybe like his brother asks him in the film, "Are you freebasing?" Yeah, right. Something like, that. <laughs> like he's actually freebasing, and like, he's with hallucinating. Touch yeah, right. <laughs> and so basically, he comes along to move in with Grandpa because uh, they're telling Michael to help with Grandpa, but really, it's like so Grandpa can help keep an eye on Michael. So he's he's better on his medications and stuff, and he goes out and he starts like talking about like weird stuff happening in town, and they don't really necessarily believe him because he's kind of schizoid in the first place, which is also part of the reason why the vampires are interested. Because, you know, who's going to believe you? And also, like, with the schizoid stuff, he has kind of almost a, not a sixth sense necessarily, but he's uh, he, a, a different a heightened, awareness, heightened, heightened awareness. Yeah. That goes along with it. Yeah. Uh, so that that's why they're they're drawn to him in the first place. Uh, other than that, that's mainly the differences that I'm throwing in there with uh, the Frog Brothers being ones that are like, believe him the whole time. And you know, are trying to get his brother to believe him too. Who's just like not buying this shit. You know, the, the character that was played by uh, Corey Haim in the, uh, in the original. So it, it's more of a kind of, you know, that they're vampires as a viewer, but the people in the film don't necessarily until much later. Of course, in the original, the mom doesn't find out until way late. Till the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it puts a little bit more, why doesn't anybody believe me thing? So it, it I think it's just going to add a little bit more dimension to it. So I like it. I like it. And uh, the director I decided to go with for that is somebody that has uh, directed a movie involving a kid with uh, kind of issues. And uh, I think he hasn't had a film in a while and he maybe did a couple missteps with, uh, with one or two uh, of his last films. But I think it, this would be a good um, approach, a good film to approach with his style is uh, from Richmond, uh, Richard Kelly, who did Donnie Darko. Oh, to uh, okay. to do a Lost Boys, so do a little bit darker, okay. but in that kind of like fun, kind of campy but dark approach. With that a much better soundtrack. Much better soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and also he incorporates music a lot into his films. So I figured that would make sense with Lost Boys. With I still believe with the sexy sax man and uh, <laughs> and cry little sister and and really make the music another character in the film. So uh, that's my my I'd watch that my yeah. real director. Yeah. yeah. My uh, <laughs> my head case of a funny version, I took reference from a band out right now, a retrowave band called Gunship, and they have a song yes. that is about the Lost Boys, and it's <laughs> this very kind of like dystopian kind of tone to the music video that I just showed Nick yeah. a little bit earlier. It's a badass video. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I loved it. I'm kind of angry that I hadn't seen that before. Like, that is so right up my I, alley. It's I'm ridiculous. that I was inside and I missed it. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll play it again okay. after we're done, but... uh. So I'm imagining this not necessarily apocalyptic as or post-apocalyptic as you're going, but more that kind of like Blade Runnery, like high neon, like retro future yeah. dystopian kind of tone. Yes. So it's still an organized society, but there's a little bit of a like a heavy government kind of thing. And uh, uh, S- Santa Clara, that that's the city or the town, right? Santa, yeah. Is Santa Clara Santa or Clara. Santa Carla? Santa Carla. Carla. Yeah. Whichever I, one's not the real town. Whichever one is not the show starring Drew Barrymore. Um, Santa Clarita. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's kind of just like a, a non-governmental zone, basically. So that yeah. 
so it's a little more free reign. It's a little bit dirtier. There's more crime and all this stuff. And so they kind of go there because of lack of funds, basically. They're poor. They end up moving in with grandpa. <laughs> it's like the alternate version of humanity's ghettos. Basically. Yeah. And so that's when, you know, the vampires come out and everything because these are these are the, the dark corners of humanity that uh, that are kind of coming out that because there isn't these restrictions of, you know, the mega cities and stuff that you have in the normal dystopian uh, world that I'm creating here. And a person to do that perfectly is a director that is uh, known for his cult film that featured one of the members of the Fields of the Nephilim, uh, Richard Stanley, who did uh, Hardware, which is a, a well-beloved sci-fi post-apocalyptic film. Also, he uh, initially was the director on the remake of Island of Dr. Moreau and then was kicked off mid-project, and there's a documentary about it right now on Netflix that is batshit insane. Like he staked out the filming locations and like lived in the woods. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Like but, that McAfee guy who like stays in a box and takes pictures of people. Yeah, on kind of that level of crazy. But he's <laughs> little, little John McAfee crazy. Um, he's working currently on an adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's Color of Space currently. So he's getting back oh. into the directing game. And I figure this would be a nice, uh, tonally a good choice for him to do kind of like a retro future version yeah. of Lost Boys. So. Yeah. So those are my directors. What do you guys got for yours? Um, well, for for the funny one, um, they, I, I was kind of torn between two people that uh, you know they, they they do a lot of the same style, and I just think it'd be funny to see those two kind of fighting with each other for it, uh, and that'd be either uh, Kevin Smith or Seth Rogen. Just <laughs> okay. just like take the whole thing straight down the path of like Yoga Hosier's Sausage Party. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, so many dick jokes. All uh, all the dick jokes, all the, like, what the hell are we doing tripping over our own feet? And they both have to <laughs> all this be, uh, they both have to have some ridiculous comic relief uh, point in the movie, which I, I, I get to that later. But, yeah, just I, I, I think that would be absolutely hilarious. So much of this movie was, like, it, it was beautiful for when it was. And looking back on it, it was, like, so much, like. Almost slapstick hilarious. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it did. If if you rebooted it, you just kind of had to keep a lot of that in there with like a little bit of the like, you know, everyone's gonna make fun of each other in a tear down manner. And I just you know, picture you could still make it a little bit serious, but like, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I just picture there being a scene where like Michael and Star are getting it on, like straight up fucking, like she's she's riding him, and then she turns into a vampire, and and he, he's like getting ridden, and she's trying to but, bite him, but he's like. Holding onto her hips, like, whoa, this is actually kind of hotter now. Well, I'm not <laughs> like, stopping now. <laughs> yeah, right? no, we're, we're going with this. <laughs> She's, he's staking her in the wrong spot. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> it's supposed to be a wooden stick, not wood. Um, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> okay. Or are you? Or are you? Yeah. All right. Uh, Terry, what do you got for. Um, I didn't go like hilarity for a funny one i went kind of like a this wouldn't really work yeah but and that's what i mean it, by funny too but is fu funny um, is fine or just weird and i'm and i'm kind of terrible with directors but uh i want tim burton i was thinking about that myself just to see what he would do because with a lost boys movie i think that just um the dark like tone of all of his films and the way that he like in the the atmosphere and all of his films, like, especially I was thinking a lot about Alice in Wonderland mm -hmm. and, uh, like, the tone of that film. Like, I think it would be just kind of cool and creepy and dark, but there was still, like, elements of funny. Yeah, absolutely. In. 
and like who he would cast and just you know? bizarre and yeah, yeah just weird and twisted okay. and kind of okay like there would be some clowns in the background or something and everybody's wearing stripes i don't know okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your uh, that's your funny funny take one yeah yeah do you have a, a serious director or uh joss whedon joss whedon okay oh man the dialogue alone because i mean oh yeah this is an ensemble film yeah and that's whedon's like bread and butter right there is ensemble pieces so I can definitely see and that. And not to mention, I mean, all his work with Buffy and Angel and other vampire he has, genres. He has been known to work with vampire slang bit, before. So, bit. yeah, okay. But then, right. but then he does the action stuff, too. So he could really spice up some of those, like, scenes where the, the vampires are doing stuff and things are going on. And it's not just as far as the dialogue. I'm also thinking Star would be definitely a stronger character in a Whedon version as well. Because he likes strong female protagonists. So Star would not be just... Rescue me, Michael. It'd be more like her working up the courage to stand up against uh, David. Right. And uh, and rescue herself, basically. Which, you know, modernizing it, that would work a lot better, I think, in, in, today's, uh, in today's environment. Yeah, she was a yeah. bit of a pussy in that movie, yeah. She was a bit, yeah. So I'm good with that. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, the first person that I cast for my roles is uh, Michael, who's the main character. And uh, he's, he's the older brother. That moves in to uh, with his family to move in with Grandpa, and he's the first to really have major interactions with these vampires. So, uh, for my serious, I decided to go with an actor that is pretty versatile actor. He can play kind of crazy. He's worked with Richard Kelly before. It's kind of an on the nose situation, but Jake Gyllenhaal as Michael, okay, uh, as kind of a, a skitzed out uh, older brother, and and he's he's a great actor, and uh, he. Might be a little older than uh, Michael in the original Lost Boys, but for my series, I kind of aged up everybody just a little bit. Kind of had yeah, to. In I kind of had to. Yeah, which which is fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's part of the fun of doing this kind of thing. Uh, and for my my not series, my Richard Stanley uh, retro future version of uh, of this, I went for Michael Ezra Miller who plays the Flash in the Justice League movie. He was in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, great that's actor. A great call. Yeah, and he he's definitely got this kind of like, he's a lot more kind of lean in yeah. look and uh, kind of very original look. He's in very distinctive features. And yeah, I th- he, he definitely kind of has that little bit of a like quirky smile of like, uh, you know, just, just kind of like, there's something else going on in his mind at any point in time that he's not quite saying yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can see the gears working in his head. Yeah. So I, I figured I went with a lot of like. Yeah, that, that's a great call for that. Weird choices in lanky actors in my in my retro future version. I guess people are just like thinner because there's no food. I don't know. But, so <laughs> soy and green is people. Yeah. So uh, Ezra Miller is my choice for Michael. Um, who do you guys got for Michael? Um, I I I couldn't think of anyone. Decent to fill that character for uh, for the funny one. I, I I just couldn't place anyone that would actually fit in my in my mental capacity for it. Um, but for for the more serious one, like I I, I went with um, I went with Aaron Paul. Okay. Uh, okay. So the, That's it, who I went with too. We didn't even talk about this. But <laughs> it's awesome. But Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yeah, like, yeah that's he, who I picked He's too. real that's good. Funny. He's excellent at being cocky. He's excellent at being like a scared little bitch when it's necessary. And age-wise too, it's not and, too far off yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like I, I thought that he would be absolutely perfect for that. Man, I can see and that. I thought I was pulling one out of my hat with that guy. <laughs> well, it's weird. It's almost like you guys should start dating or something. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> oh, damn. Maybe have a child together. I don't know. Like, just see where it goes. Just, yeah, let's just see what let's happens. See, where, see what happens. Right. What are you doing later? Hey. Hopefully you. Oh, <laughs> buzzing. <laughs> we have a D&D role to play here. You can just, you can role play 
as your characters while having sex. It's fine. You can be a satyr and a dark elf. Like, get it the fuck on. I'm not a dark elf. Oh, no. You're you're just an elf. Yes. That's right. Okay. I'm a good guy. You're a good you, Are you a good elf or a bad elf? <laughs> yeah, I also went with Aaron Paul for my serious. Okay. Do you have, do you have a funny for your for Tim my Burton? funny, it's not, not because he's a funny actor. I mean, in real life, he's hilarious. But uh, I went with more for the puppy dog face and the hair. I went with Kit Harrington. I like that a lot, actually, especially with a Tim yeah. Burton. Uh, yeah, with a Tim, Tim Burton joint. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's who I went with for my Tim Burton version. And you definitely want him with kind of the floppy Game the floppy, of Thrones hair, too. The floppy hair yeah. and, and the, the sad puppy, I don't know what's going on face mm-hmm. all the time. But he can still occasionally pick it up and be a badass. Oh, that's so good. I'm like mad that I didn't yeah. think of him. That's <laughs> right? really good. Damn it. All right. Well, that, this happens all the time anyway. So. Um, so for the next one is uh, I've got Sam, which is the younger brother. Okay. And uh, so you go with a slightly younger ca- uh, character uh, char- or actor for this role. And I went a uh, little bit out of the out of the box a bit. An actor by the name of Quinn Lord. Uh, he uh, plays in uh, Thomas Smith in Man in the High Castle. I've not seen that yet. Okay. It's on my watch list, but I haven't yeah. seen it yet. But I think as a younger yeah. brother, along with Jake Gyllenhaal, I think that'd be a nice pairing. So, you know, as we're doing this, I like to think people are sitting at their desk or, you know, not driving in their car because just pay attention to driving but <laughs> but you know keeping an eye on imdb and looking up these actors and stuff as we're talking about them because oh, i was definitely all over imdb trying to come up with some some actors for this thing yeah I, we, I was just drawing blanks on stuff so i was like let me just cruise around imdb a little and uh you know kind of kick my brain waves into action absolutely a bit. well and it helps a lot which yeah. is you know I can hey, get sucked down the rabbit hole a little bit, just reading trivia. Oh yeah, absolutely. IMDb. About Speaking stuff. of IMDb, if ever you want to sponsor a podcast, this uh, <laughs> we, right. we use you a lot for this, so it would be appreciated. Um, for my not so serious uh, version, my retro future version for Sam, I went with uh, Liam James, and you might know him from a film I'm a big fan of called The Way Way Back. Uh, with Sam Rockwell, where there's like a, a water park that Sam Rockwell works at. And this kid, his um, mom and his mom's boyfriend go to like uh, like a, a beach community for the for the summer. And he ends up befriending Sam Rockwell at this water park. And he learns about himself and he learns about life. And uh, that is uh, the actor Liam James. And he's fantastic in the way, way back. He's gotten a little bit older, but he's still on the younger side. And he showed a lot of range in that movie, which I feel for the part played by Corey Haim in the original, that that is what you really need from this actor is finding that transition between not believing there's vampires to like, oh, fuck, there's vampires. You know, you need to, and also believing his brother and then teaming up with his brother and the Frog Brothers. And you need somebody that's kind of diverse in their in their acting talent. So I went with uh, Liam James for that. Okay, I'll have to check Fair him enough. out. Yeah, yeah, not familiar with that one. Uh, way, Way Back is a great film. If, uh, if you have a chance to check it out, I would thoroughly suggest it. Nice. So... What do, you, what do you got there, Nick? Um, I went with uh, I, w- I went with um, I I know I'm gonna slaughter the pronunciation of this kid's name, uh, but it was uh, God. If you pick the same person as me again, I'm gonna <laughs> right. be really upset. He just copied off your homework, right? Oh, I I'm promise in I my did. bag when I was. I promise I did this while I was drinking beer two hours ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with uh, Gaten. Matarazzo? Matt- God yeah. damn it. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. Again? <laughs> Again. It's right there on my sheet. That's Steve. a pretty, pretty 
solid choice though. Right like that's that's like, pretty right out the gate. That's uh, I was a consideration. For, uh, as soon as you said I can't pronounce his name, I was like, son, son of, a, of bitch. a bitch. I was <laughs> joking with Nick before we started this that it's such a temptation to just use the Stranger Thing kids when there's kids in a movie because it's true. I mean, he I did look at their IMDb because I was just like, that's one of the few shows I watch that has kids in it, like younger people in it, and they're all fantastic. They are, actors. They are fantastic. Like, we have a kid, and we still are just going to resort to that. <laughs> But like I, I was joking with you as soon as you walked in when we started talking about this. It was like, this is a little bit hard for me because you could literally transplant every single character from Stranger Things, put it in this, and it would work. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it would. Absolutely. It would work beautifully. Um, but no, no I, I think that he would do beautiful as Sam. Like he, He's another character who could he could be a little bit gritty and over the top, and he could still have the kind of boyish no fucks given. I'm playing in the bathtub. And comb my hair while I'm singing a song that is absolutely oh, yeah, awful. Oh, that bathtub scene. Oh, just, that, it's just that bathtub scene, though. Right. Yeah. Like, it, like, I was watching that. It was like, him. It absolutely Absolutely. Would have to be he him. would be in there, this and taking a bath. Just yeah. like rocking out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you got, Terry? Um, aside from also having Gate Moderato. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Okay. I, uh, do I have, yeah. Uh, it's for another character, I've got Tom Holland. Oh, okay. So. Uh, <laughs> for a different guy. Got you. Um, just because I think that he's, at least what I've the things I've seen him in as Spider-Man and everything, um, mm-hmm. he still has that naivete. Naivete. How do you naivete. Naivete. However you pronounce yeah. that. I can read the word. I just can't say it. His naiveness. <laughs> yes, his naiveness. Yes. But he's, and he still has some good one-liners, and he can pull off that little bit of funny, but he's still kind of like wide-eyed and, whoa. About a lot of wait, things. Wait, wait, what's he like one more time? <laughs> just, just... Wide-eyed, whoa. There it is, okay. <laughs> little Joey Lawrence. Yeah, I was about to say, you're bringing some <laughs> Blossom into the game. All right. <laughs> Wasn't there a it's spinoff show? It's half There was a spinoff weather. show of Blossom that had him, Yeah, I think. it was just Joey, I think. Just Joey? I, I think it was, not not just Joey, but I think it was called Joey. Well, that was a spinoff for Friends. So at any time there's a character named Joey that spins off into a, 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 a side project it fails uh, miserably fails miserably yeah, yeah apparently yeah. so um yeah if your character's joey you're not getting your own show sorry yeah. <laughs> that's not <laughs> just, just pick not a different name for your character absolutely okay uh coon <laughs> did you have a, a funny for yours i uh, you know i was i i was having trouble deciding on that and i was pretty sure like either way that kid would work if it was a work. funny one that's or if it was a serious that's I'm true. like i couldn't really decide which one i was going to go for funny and serious i just had them both in that slot so i was just like eh. okay yeah. but i feel i feel like for the Joss Whedon one, I think, Gaten Matarazzo, honestly. Okay, yeah, I think... Where Tom Holland would be more for the Tim Burton one. I see that. Just we... because he's a little more in... Already been in the superhero movies. Well, and he's stuff. got sharper he features, go... too, which I think works yeah. for a Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, he can, he, he can you pull off have the makeup. more angular... Mm-hmm. Pull off that makeup. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would work. And he's a little more svelte. Svelte. <laughs> that, costuming. No, that dude is Jack fucking Diesel. I've seen the the bonus features of him working out to play Spider Man, and it's like scary. Oh right, like, yeah. Like they, 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 he let out, uh, or he went on some show that was uh, dealing with dance routines and stuff, and like he's doing backflips and like pulling off some ridiculous acrobatic stuff in order to like pantomime to some Rihanna. It was amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the lip sync show. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. It was very impressive. Hell yeah. Oh wait, I think I saw the footage of that. And he like dressed in drag and was yeah. like yeah. rocking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I it saw was that. Amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was all about that. Uh, next one I have is: Do you guys have a Max? I do 
have a max. Max is actually one that I actually had a decent one for each of the categories. Nice. This is, this is like the this is one of the two characters that I actually had a decent option for both on. Fantastic. Uh, Please don't pick the same people as me. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at your sheet. You've been at work all day while I've been. Here. I know that. Um, <laughs> now Max was originally played by uh, Edward Herman, and that was the boyfriend of the mom, mm -hmm. the the head vampire, as it comes to right. be found out. Um, so it, for the funny one, um, I, I, I was thinking about the whole style of the original one and, you know, so much of the style of it was so evil dead. I couldn't help but go like Bruce Campbell has to have something to do. Oh, with this. buddy, that's good. Who, who, like who, who would make oh, a better damn. Max than Bruce Campbell? Just being the like over the top jackassy, like, hi, I like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Just play it straight up. Like, by the way, like, all of the evil dead ones are back here. And boys, I told you not to come in here again. <laughs> that is fantastic. I so, like, I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't see anyone else other than him doing that uh, for, oh man for a comedy version that's super fun yeah i like that a lot <laughs> what's your uh serious uh serious one um had to go with sean bean Ooh, i like that too because yeah. interesting yeah even when he's being playful he's still a little bit intimidating right so yeah and, and like the, the like Is he I, ever I, I don't playful? think not often uh he's got a couple one-liners here and there in a couple yeah of movies, most of the time he just gets killed yeah <laughs> that's his thing well, that would work for this film. Yeah, true. Well, true. well like an, an, another thing for the serious one, like I, I don't think I got to actually say it earlier. Like the director that I would chose would have been uh, Taylor Hackford, who did, um, who, who did. Um, wow, why am I now drawing a blank? Uh, Event Horizon. Oh, okay. I, I, I would want everything directly in that tone, just that like absolute low contrast, uh, the, the big brutal and gritty and all like like he, he'd be so perfect just to be that kind of overseeing intimidating dark character well, and what i love about event horizon is the director's use of silence in the film is right. that it becomes almost its own character and it almost represents the surrounding space right uh in the film so it really play playing with the negative spaces in the audio really works in event horizon and i think yeah. If if you tonally approach Lost Boys, you could do something kind of similar as well as maybe just the waves crashing, you know, in the background yeah. in, in the silences or something. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, how, that's how I was thinking about that, just with that absolute serious, gritty, like, awkward silence of the Sean Bean stare that always comes across. <laughs> of, yes. I'm going to take three deep breaths before. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I like that. I yeah. like that. Um, all right, Terry, what do you got? Uh. Well, my funny doesn't really fit in with my, you know, Tim Burton version, but if it was just a reboot in general or a remake okay. in general, uh, Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. <laughs> I could see Jeff Goldblum in a, in a Tim Burton joint. Just I, I'm trying to, I'm, yeah, I was having a hard time picturing him in a Tim Burton film, but I could picture him as Max just kind of being that little, you know, funny, but still kind of scary. I see him almost intimidating, do, but like, like doing the hands up, like under the chin, like fiddling with his fingers, like just, Nosferatu style the entire time. Right. Like in the yes. scene where he's he's explaining when he first becomes the vampire and he's explaining and they're like, you passed all the tests. You know, he's like, silly boys. Don't you know that when you invite a vampire inside, you're rendered powerless? Like, but with the um ah uh, kind but of with the gold Jeff blooming. Goldblum. Um, the, so uh, Goldblum. don't you you you, uh, know, see, uh, you see you see boys like when you uh, <laughs> maybe let in a vampire then I'm doing more Shatner I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but you see where I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I dig that. And for my serious one, um, this is maybe a bit of a stretch, but with the whole Joss Whedon area of it, David Tennant. Ooh, okay. Well, because he can play like lovable. And evil. 
I was thinking more him in Jessica Jones. Yeah, like as a purple man. Like as the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just kind of very intense and serious, but also like you kind of, he can also be that very like, I'm going to woo the mom, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Just do-do-do kind of And guy. what mom isn't going to get wooed by David Tennant? Right. He's going to come in with that British accent and be like, hello, love. And that, okay, he doesn't talk like that, but <laughs> no, not but at all. I'm just not nailing <laughs> impressions or accents uh, as per That's usual. Okay. But I was thinking more along his, the, the the bad guy, David Tennant, as opposed to the good guy, David Tennant. Okay. All right. I, I dig that. Um, I went with a couple interesting choices for Max. For my serious, I always like to throw back to an actor from the original when or whenever possible. Uh, but I don't necessarily like to cast the same actor in the same role. And I figured somebody that's old enough to play Max now that was in the original was one of the Lost Boys, also appeared in <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Alex Winter, Alex Winter as Max, oh, I think man. would be a fun choice. Uh, for the uh, for the Richard Kelly version, I feel like the most recent picture I saw of him, he was a little bit haggard these days. So. Which you know might work as you're an old ass vampire. You know why not? That's I, true. I That's can true. see it. Yeah, and uh, I think it would just and, be. And he would have more lines this time. He have a lot more lines this time. So, <laughs> and you know, it's not. I'm sure he's available. So yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. like, hey, do you want to be in a Lost Boys reboot? I'm, I'm a little old for that. No, you're playing Max. Oh, okay. So I think that would be kind of a fun nod to the as original. As he's not cast as the grandpa. <laughs> and you can even do it. Yeah, that's a little too far, I think. Maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> you can even do a thing where the character that he portrayed in the original, he just like fucking hates. Like he just like mad dog stares him during the movie and shit. And it's just kind of like <laughs> shitty to the character that he played in the first one. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of fun. So uh, that's my serious, strangely enough. My... Uh, my funny, my cyber wet retro future version uh, directed by Richard Stanley, I went with a kind of a weird curveball choice. I wanted an actor that could kind of play the doofy a little bit, you know, kind of the, the like the like dad joking type yeah. dude, but also can make a hard turn. And there's like a lot more going on and mm. a lot of nuance and facial expressions and stuff. Fantastic actor that you've seen in a million things. But most recently, he's been in Westworld is uh, Jeffrey Wright. Okay. In in Westworld, he plays uh, one of the like main programmer dudes, and I don't want to bring out too much of the plot line there, but um, he he's a great actor, kind of balding, wears glasses. He's been in. Oh, a I ton know of the stuff. name, but I can't he, picture. He was in the Hunger Games movies, the later Hunger Games movies, as one of the rebellion people. Yeah. And uh, he's been okay. in a ton of stuff, and he's a fantastic actor. He also played uh, Basquiat in uh, Jean Michel Basquiat in the Basquiat movie when he was much younger. Oh, okay. So uh, he's he, he's fantastic, and I think he would give a lot means. of he would make some really interesting choices as uh, as Max. Yeah. So I thought that would be kind of fun. Now the uh, the main the main bad guy, the Kiefer Sutherland, uh, David, is the next one on the list here. So um, I, I've got some some fun choices here. Uh, my serious, I went with an actor that I think. Maybe hasn't played a role quite like this before, but I think would be able to knock it out of the park a little bit, is uh, Nicholas Holt. He played Nux in uh, Fury Road. He was Beast in X-Men First Class in that series of X-Men movies yes. as well. Okay. A fantastic actor, good looking dude too. And I feel like the way that Kiefer Sutherland really killed it is he had this kind of like <clears throat> very charming but very evil kind of tone to his character that really came across on screen. And I think that given... Uh, the right direction and opportunity, I think Nicholas Holt would be able to kind of show us something different um, from his acting talents. So yeah, I, I right. figured that'd yeah. be kind of fun. I'll watch that. 
watched that. And uh, my not so serious, my uh, retro future version. I went with Diego Luna, who was best known for he was one of the main characters in Rogue One. He was like one of the main like oh the the pilot the pilot yeah 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 <laughs> and, and he's a he's a fantastic <laughs> actor yeah and I feel like also you can kind of play with the whole like. This is an ancient vampire, so it's not going to be some, like, American dude, like, what's up, bro? You know, it's going to be, you know, somebody from another country <laughs> that's right. come in, so he's got the thick accent, and, you know, there's... <laughs> like, like, almost going the Antonio Banderas route, but... Kind of. Better but for this. Better for this, yeah. Antonio yeah. might be a bit much for yeah. this role, so... That's why I was going with David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> but, exactly, yeah. Uh, so that, the old guy. That's, uh... So, David is Diego Luna, um, and, uh... And I think that would be really fun in kind of like a high neon, like uh, yeah. David Villeneuve, uh, you know, Richard Stanley kind of, kind of tone. Yeah. So uh, who do you guys got for uh, for David? Um, for for my funny choice, um, hasn't acted in much. Everyone knows him, um, but I think that it'd be a really fitting uh, character I hope portrayal. You didn't pick my same one. <laughs> if I pick your same one again, I'm going to be really surprised for this because you don't even like this person. <laughs> um. I went with Dave Grohl. What? what? I, because I would, I would love to see Dave Grohl just... I have nothing just, against Dave Grohl. No, but I was about to say, if you picked Dave Grohl too, then you guys are fucking I cheating. Didn't. Okay. <laughs> like at that point, no, I, call, I call shenanigans no, yeah, people. I, I, I would love to just see Dave Grohl like tearing around, like burning it up on his sport bike that sounds like it's a 110-inch engine, just making fun of people and then just laughing at him for it just like it, and like he, he does the makeup so well for like the overly demonized shit like it didn't like my mind flash back to to tenacious oh, was, d. i was gonna say wasn't he the devil devil yeah, in the tenacious he, he, d he video the devil in tenacious d he'd be so good for like the over the top aspects of it it, it like if, if if i was putting this in the context of like <laughs> sausage party and yoga hosers <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just I can see seeing that. Seeing him, like, seeing his skinny, lanky ass just trying to be, like, badass and like, come with us, Michael. <laughs> like, I, 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 I'd love to see it. I I'm just love to picturing see that scene with the Chinese food where it's like, how are you enjoying your worms, Michael? And then it shoots back to him and he's cheesing <laughs> fucking hard with his big old cheeks, just like, <laughs> like, like he's smiling ear to ear and be like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that was a choice you made for the that role. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I didn't say it was going to be a good choice. I thought it'd be fun. No, that's fun. That's fun. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the serious one, um, I'd absolutely go with Liam Neeson. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just it, it especially put in that, you know, nice dark aspect, just... You know, he'd have the motivational, like the slow speaking of that. There's a reason that we need to do this, and we're going to come out on top. <laughs> I have a very particular set of skills. Right? It's called vampirism. We're, we're vampires, Michael. We will find you, and we will kill you. That don't include walking in the daylight. <laughs> yeah, right. that is not one of our set of skills. Our set of skills is applying sunblock very quickly. <laughs> Especially living in Southern California. Yes, very adept at sunblock. Like, how are you so pale? You don't have to use the spray shit either. Like, we use the, like the real deal stuff. Which, by the way, like, I want to see that as a deleted scene where it's just all the Lost Boys, like, rubbing lotion on each other before they go out <laughs> at dusk, you know, like, just in case. Just completely limp-handedly, like, slathering straight down the <laughs> aisles. Like, like, I mean, just <laughs> dumping it on there. Just like happen past a tanning booth or something and somebody opens one of those beds up too quickly. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just hear the, like, wet, like, sludgy smacking noises, like... 
as they're just like okay, rubbing that shit. I'm trying to think you guys are making a porn version of this movie. <laughs> I'd watch that too. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! <laughs> I still believe. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Terry, what do you got for... Uh, for my funny one, um, I went with uh, Tom Felton. Tom Felton. Draco Malfoy. Oh, shit. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, okay. And he's getting he's getting to an age where he can... Enough yeah, now. Yeah, now he is. Now he is old enough because the Lost Boys are supposed to be like forever teenagers, really. Or like early 20s. And the last we saw of him in the end of the Harry Potter series, they were all graduating from Hogwarts. So he was about that age. And now a few years later, he'd be in his early 20s now, I think. Well, and we know that he can definitely pull off the platinum de- do. Um, yeah, He can pull absolutely. off the platinum hair. But now the question is, can he pull off a fucking sweet rock and roll mullet? Is the question. And do you keep the... I personally would want to keep the rock and roll mullet in that circumstance. Just as like... Oh, I, I, I loved everything about the style of that, man. Like, if you've ever seen me clean shaven, like, give me a dangly bit of earrings and let me tease this mop up. Like, I would absolutely look like I walked straight out of that. Nice. All for it. You are a lost boy. Yeah. You're just not quite pale enough. I know. And what's your other? Um, For... I was kind of proud of this one, so... And I'm glad you didn't pick the same guy as me. But for my serious, I went with, um, I'm not sure to pronounce how, his last name, but Ed Screen? Scrine? Scrine. Oh, uh, oh God. What, what? Francis. Yes, yes. From Deadpool, Ajax. Oh, yeah. Ajax, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that good actor, too. Yeah, I think he'd do a lot with well, that he role. Well, he did. He was awesome. I was mad when they, he was in Game of Thrones originally as uh, Dario Naharis. Okay. For like three episodes, and oh, then yeah. he went, he quit to make Deadpool, and they recast his his spot with some other dude who kind of sucks. Oh, that's a bummer. He made a great Dario Naharis, so he's got that charm. He's got that kind of evil impish charm thing going on for him, but he can play a really good bad guy. Well, and a little bit of that bleeds through in Deadpool, even though I don't think the character necessarily had that kind of charm. It's just probably his natural charm still kind of fed through the character yeah. a little bit. So yeah, yeah. but in, but I, if you recall the episodes in Game of Thrones that he was in, which you may not, because they were early in the season yeah. or early in the show. Um, but I think he would do a great job, and he had the hair already. He had long hair. Okay, in okay. Game of Thrones, it was long blonde. That's a nice little. That's a deep pick. I like that. I, I never like that. realized that was the same actor. Yeah, totally the same guy. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice deep pick. I like when you get the, yeah. the deep <laughs> deep cuts like that. I appreciate that. Uh, the next one I have, I don't know if you have star or not. Um, I did have one for star. I didn't really have a funny for star. Well, who you got for your serious? Uh, staying in the same Game of Thrones vein, Amelia Clark. Okay. Yeah. Because there is something hauntingly pretty about her. So, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what star is supposed to be is this like kind of gypsy-ish, like, whoa, something's going on here mm-hmm. besides what's happening in my pants. Like yeah. there's something. Might, <laughs> might work well for one of your takes on the film where she has a little bit more you know, oomph and personality and kind of stands up to people a little bit too. But she's just, just, I think she's a strong actress. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That I think that would really work. Um, then you didn't have a funny, I didn't have a funny, but for, if I was going to go with like, like, cause I said, I was thinking a lot about Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. And I forgot she was in it, but Anne Hathaway plays the white queen. Oh, okay. And again, kind of really haunting and pretty mm-hmm. and just very, kind of thing <laughs> what's she like one more time i'm just gonna make you repeat all the weird noises you make <laughs> oh my weird i'm not repeating the okay that's fine. that's fine but not her in general because i don't really care for her as an actress that much i haven't seen too many of her things but she's kind of in a lot of those younger people 
movies. But uh, like it, the Devil Wears Prada. Yes, I, I've never seen that. Not the band. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> I, at least I don't think she's in the band. Uh, the no, Devil Wears Prada. So. But um, it'd be great if she was the singer and we just didn't know. But her, her character, <laughs> her character in um, Alice in Wonderland was kind of what made me think of the whole Tim Burton aspect in the first place. Okay. Sort of spin off of that. Sweet. So you did have a funny. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be like hilarious. I don't know if she's a comedic actress. I'd like to see her try. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, she can't do any any worse all than Catherine Heigl. All I really, all I really know about roles. her is that a lot of dudes think she's hot. I think she's hot. Yeah. She's not yeah. on my like top five list or anything, but like that's I mean that's a. I think she's classically she's pretty. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And she looks good in black lipstick, so there's that. Like if she was like, "Hey, Hobbit, what are you up to later?" I'd be like. Probably your not vagina. Not yes. probably not your vagina because you are so beyond out of my league. It's ridiculous. Like we're not even on the same planet. But she's also famous, so there's that. There's that. She's not. She's not trying to pick up chubby bearded men in Richmond. So um, she might be at the gala. That's you never know. Get yeah. yourself a sugar. We're ball. recording this the day before we go to the uh, the best fest, uh, the Richmond best of uh, gala to reveal the winners. So. Uh, by this time, uh, by the time this episode releases, we may or may not be the best podcast in Richmond, or, or Geeks Under the Influence, anyway. Hey, the old. flagship. <laughs> so, um, for my star, my serious one that's uh, Richard Kelly, a Richard Kelly joint, I wanted somebody that has kind of very original features, like very distinctive looking, and also a little bit of that kind of uh, ethnically ad- ambiguous, I want to say, that you know, there's there's... You're not just a fucking white chick, but you're not really sure where it comes from. Like the the background and everything can kind of just, just... Got a, one of those people you're constantly wondering what is your heritage because you can't tell. And I think that would feed into a little bit of the the kind of nature of Star in in the film as well as this kind of like mysterious right woman. And I went with one of my big crushes uh, from Firefly and the V remake, uh, Marina Baccarin <sighs> as Star. Okay. Slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think she would nail the fuck out of that role. <laughs> And also, it, she's just, uh, I enjoy watching her. Yeah. So. Um, uh, right, yeah, I think, you, I think she was hotter in Deadpool than she was in, in Firefly. I agree, honestly. actually. I was more of a Kaylee person in Firefly. Like, I was like, you're adorable. I want to have sex adorable. with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she would be all about it, too, because she was trying to get laid through that whole she series. Was the whole time. The whole time. And Mr. Like, Fru Simon, is, what is wrong with you? Well, the, the, what's wrong with him is he's gay. But yeah. <laughs> Well, no, actually, I don't mean that's it like that wrong. at all. Like, that's, that's not wrong with. It's, like, the wrong character with... was actually homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the actor definitely is. And not, nothing... Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, it's just like if to have sex with a lady, <laughs> that doesn't really work is yeah. what I meant by the, I'm. No one took it the other oh, way. I really hope not. Um, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Um, so, <laughs> like it just wasn't an option. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm more interested in Jane personally, but uh, hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I could be your Vera. Um, <laughs> okay. You're talking about our dog now. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, for the... Retro wave, uh, retro future version. I actually went with a Game of Thrones uh, actress as well for this. Someone that's kind of edgy and a great actress and gorgeous is uh, Natalie Dormer, who plays uh, the the new new queen or the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was in uh, the... um, Whatchamacallit, Uh, we were just talking about it. Hunger Games. Hunger Hunger Games, Games. yeah. She was in Hunger Games as well. And she she is just so pretty. And not, not in the like, she damn girl, looks... you hot. Like, she's hot. But it's more just like, you are so pretty. I always <laughs> thought she looked a little bit like Maggie Gyllenhaal. A little bit. But yeah. like, maybe like more uh, smaller got... features, I yeah. want to say. 
It's yeah. more more China doll she, features. She, yeah. Her features aren't as soft, but she's absolutely got. She she has such a commanding presence of like. Uh, she she's got a little bit of an, an intimidating nature about her, no matter what she's playing. Absolutely, I love her to death. So, um, okay, for star. So we all got star, right? Uh, or no, you got. We haven't gotten to mine yet. Okay. Um, for the funny one, I, I had to go in line of the ridiculous actors and actresses that are in that general demographic. Like, I had to go with Emma Stone. Like, I, I would love. Okay. I would love to see like her style of character, like from Zombieland. Just like dry, just sarcastic. Dry, just I'm gonna insult you like mad, and that's just gonna draw you in so much more. I can see that in like the carnival scenes where he's like yeah. trying to get all up on some star, and she's like, like just <laughs> the, the the blatant staring across the place, and her just being like, the "Fuck, do you want?" Yeah. <laughs> and him right. going, "Oh, <laughs> all right, townie, what are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I I think that she'd be excellent for that. Um, the serious one, I did go for a little bit more of a a, a little bit more of a unknown um character from uh, like i just finished watching uh the the show the norseman which excellent dry humor based off of vikings left and right um there's a character in the show called freya um i'm going to this slaughter her name lady? yeah the, the 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 blonde chick from it her name is silje torp ferenvag oh that's like the the former wife of dude yeah the, the yeah the, the, the former wife of the original uh chief just she's this absolute Valkyrie mm-hmm. goddess badass. Like I, I would love to just see her as the like I can sit here and be silent, and just stare at you. You're gonna get hard and go like I'm sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> I apologize for my erection. <laughs> it's actually a compliment if you think about it. Mm. Right? One hundred percent. That's who I would go with for that. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah! That was your uh, your, they, they, your ser- for the serious, serious one. one. Okay, yeah. uh, the next ones that I have, and and if you guys have ones that I don't, we can go over those as well. But I I got the Frog Brothers. I made sure to get down. Um, so the character played by uh, by Corey Feldman mm-hmm. is Edgar Frog, mm-hmm. and uh, so for that for the serious, I also went with a Hunger Games actor. For that, I went again went a little bit older than the originals, but I went with uh, Josh Hutcherson. Mm-hmm. Who is uh, who is uh, what's his name in in Hunger Games? The 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 dude that that they survived the first one together. Um, I can't remember. His oh, name. Peter. Peter. Yeah, Peter, he you. plays Peter in that, and I think he's got kind of a very midwestern kind of like you know classically American handsome dude kind of thing, and I think that would work relatively well for that role as you kind of just dirty him up a little bit, but he's still like behind that kind of. Yeah, you know, this is the the all American handsome thing. Which back in the day, let me preface with that: back in the day, uh, Corey Feldman had a little bit of that as well. Who's just the wisecracking, like, you know, yeah, kid on the street on the block kind of, you know, attitude. So I think that would that would work relatively well. Always took himself way too seriously, though, especially in that movie. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Everything he said was had this serious air. When I think Josh Hutcherson could really pull that off as well. It might just save your life. (laughs) This comic book just might save your life. Don't think of it as a comic. Think of it as a survival guide. And these are kind of interchangeable. I could see both these actors playing either version of this, but for Edgar Frog, for the Richard Stanley retro future version, uh, that was my Tom Holland as one of the Frog brothers. I I think he would have so much fun with the role, and that's what I looked at is that his attitude as a as a, a person, like not just as his characters he's played, is very like into it, almost kind of Spider Man, where it's like this is fucking rad. And for him to play a frog brother, 
him to play Frog Brother, I think it would be super fun for him, and it would really play yeah, across really on screen want a death too. Breath. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It'd be so fun for him. Uh, so that that's my Edgar Frog. Um, like I could I, I could see the like oh shit when like garlic doesn't work like <laughs> yeah exactly like, oh no <laughs> I just like stammering a little bit like I uh, uh, shit <laughs> I'm just knock out Alan Frog and then we can you can guys do both yeah. as well um, for Alan Frog I wanted somebody a little bit more kind of the second second fiddle type of character that can play that really well but also yeah. command a presence as well. Against Josh Hutcherson as uh, Edgar Frog for the series, I went with Dave Franco. <laughs> I, I think those two together would be because Dave Franco has this great ability to just look so annoyed at what's going on or just like not into it at all and just kind of like, man, it's that kind of <laughs> attitude. And I think that would be super fun <laughs> in this role. Yeah. Um, and my not so serious is uh, an actor to play Alan Frog versus Tom Holland is an actor by the name of Cody Smith McPhee. And if you are unfamiliar, that is the guy that played Nightcrawler in the new X-Men movies. Oh. Uh, he was also the main dude in the American remake of Let the Right One In, Let Me In. He was, oh, okay. He was the, the boy in that. Okay. So yeah. he's very... I haven't seen that in a minute, but... He's very, without his makeup, he's very lanky. Like, yeah. like super lanky, like big Adam's apple kind of looking dude. And um, I think it would be kind of interesting with... Kind of looks the part. Yeah, and Tom Holland's not a tall dude. So, like, you know, Alan Frog being a little bit taller than him, but kind of, like, kind of geeky looking, I think would be kind of a nice contrast there. So, yeah, th those are my, my guys. I like it. Yeah. What do you guys got? Do you not have anything? I did. Uh, I, oh, I did. I, I've um, got several. I just... You can go first. Yeah, I, I kind of touched on both of these earlier. Um, you know, for for the more serious one, I I know I'm absolutely riding dicks on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it, 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 as gritty as it is, I, I I would love to see the brothers from the Boondock Saints, the Sean the Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus coming back to play them. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 especially if you know you, you set them up as the guardians of of the vampire clan. That, that are guarding them from the humans that are trying to eradicate. I think those two were excellent in that. I'd love to see them play in more movies together, the way that they can actually emulate so many different accents on and off screen with each other and play off each other. Um, well, and also we do know that Norman Reedus is handy with a crossbow. So that, that comes in handy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I, I would and absolutely. riding motorcycles. And right. riding motorcycles. Right. Yeah. And it's, the, the motorcycles are such a big part of this movie for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love it. And, like, I, I would love to just see that and just the, keep going in the dark, gritty context and make and make them have, be able to play off of each other in that aspect. I, I, I love it. I will always, I will always love it. Um, for the funny version of it, uh, like I said, it. I, I would love to see it be like somewhere between Kevin Smith and Seth Rogen. Make them be, make those two just be the stoned Frog Brothers, <laughs> and just like back and forth interchangeably between which one's competent and which one's so fucked up <laughs> that, that they can't even run the comic store. <laughs> Hell yeah, I dig it. <laughs> so there's always a cloud in the back section. With a solid wall between the nice comics and where they actually got the bongs, <laughs> and you can even play it like they're they're in their forties, you know, and and, yeah. and, and they're, they're they're just still in that mindset. Yeah, they're and, just yeah, and it's kind of creepy that these like dudes in their forties are falling around kids trying to fight vampires, and right. it makes and this like, other level of like fucking weird. <laughs> I would love it. I I would watch that all day. <laughs> okay, uh, what do you got, Terry? I had a couple that I and I couldn't decide between. Um, 
So, and I switched it up and picked girls. Actually. Nice. Okay. So I had for Edgar Frog, for Corey Feldman, I had either Ellen Page or Maisie Williams. Ooh, okay. I like both of those castings. Yeah. That's solid. Um, and for Alan Frog, I had either Brianna Hildebrand, who was Negasonic TJ Forehead, or Summer Glau. Both are solid. Yeah, those yeah. are those are all good choices. Because I, I think like Maisie Williams and Summer Glau paired up together would be pretty fucking badass. Oh, they would be badasses as shit. They'd be so right? fucking rad. Right. Um, but for, and for my funny, I didn't go with girls. For my funny, I had um, James and Oliver Phelps. For for the funny for the Frog Brother uh, Fred and George Weasley. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there'd be that so, in a Tim Burton. There'd be so much bean flicking in the theater. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, oh, red j- gingers. Oh, magic gingers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but uh, the two of them play off each other so well in the Harry Potter series as brothers that I think they could pull it off in a Tim Burton. Oh, version. and that would be so much fan service to the Dork uh, yeah. Brigade. Yeah, that would be yeah. fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, do you guys got any other castings besides those? Or I had a couple um, for the mom, mm-hmm. even though I think Diane Weiss was probably the best pick they could have cast for that mom just because she was like that easygoing hippie mom who just kind of let her kids run amok and was like, I trust you. I believe you. I'm going to get wooed by this guy, whatever. And then she didn't really know that shit was hitting the fan until the very end of the film. I went with Winona Ryder. Okay. So she could go full Joyce at the end of the movie. <laughs> you never go full Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> Just when she walks into her house and there's vampires and there's, you know, shit on the walls and everywhere. Okay. I dig it. Not saying it now. <laughs> Did you have that too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Okay, we're three for three. Well, this this is, I guess, why you don't bring uh, bring a couple on to because <laughs> they just pick all the same shit. That's okay. hilarious. That, that is so was, funny. That was unintentional, completely unintentional. I did want to throw uh, a, an extra little shout out in there to um, the character of Marco, who was played by Alex Winter. Mm-hmm. I would love to have Alan Tudyk in there. Ooh! Yeah. Any, anytime you cast Alan Tudyk, I'm happy. So yeah. because he's yeah. my favorite, and uh, he's he, so great. And he, and he's good as a background dude too. Sure, yeah. Like I love, I, I love him to be in the forefront more. But just for that little goofy dude in the background who's just like, I'm a vampire. Just get him to do the Hoban Washburn thumbs up, the sarcastic thumbs up thing a couple times, and then I'm golden. That's yeah. all I need. I'm good. Love it, love it. <laughs> and the one, the last one that I had was for the grandpa, and I was sad when I IMDb'd him and found out that I had forgotten that he'd passed away. But uh, Gerard Parks, who was Doc. Who in uh, fuck ass in Boondock States? Oh, okay. <laughs> I would love to see him play the grandpa because he was also okay. in Fraggle Rock. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Which we've been watching a lot of Fraggle Rock with the little one lately. Nice. Oh, and he that would be a good role for him too. Yeah, because that grandpa is just so like out there that that guy would just. Well, and speaking of out there, uh, I, I thought about the grandfather too. And for my serious, I thought it'd be really fun to have uh, to have Christopher Walken as the uh, grandfather. Oh yeah, that would be. With his hair just like out, like wild, like unkempt Christopher Walken <laughs> hair with a heavy just, widow's peak, just like kind of bumbling around the house, bumping into shit. Like I think it'd be super fun. <laughs> for my uh, for not so serious, for my uh, my retro wave uh, version of it, I was thinking it would be fucking batshit insane to get Gary Busey to play oh the my god. <laughs> I'm 
just not even give him a script. Just go, like, go. Like, <laughs> just, you do, you do just, what you do. Like, you do, do you. We, we know. <laughs> Stay, it'll be all right. It's going to turn out awesome. We know you. You're Gary Busey. That's great. That would be great. I'd watch that. I made a joke years ago that Gary Busey's actually three raccoons in a human suit. <laughs> <laughs> and it almost makes sense. <laughs> it's pretty and close. And no one will be with, like, with weird well, we should stop this. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's like, we should stop this, but I kind of want to see I kind of want to see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to hide behind this oil barrel or something. <laughs> uh, is that all our castings? Um, I think that's everybody that I have. Okay. We've got a couple mashups that I want to talk about uh, real quick before we get to our uh, our trailer part of the uh, podcast. We're getting oh, toward geez, the tail end here. So uh, our listener, Tammy in Texas uh, mentioned the idea of mashing up Monster Squad with the Lost Boys. That crossed my mind. That. Yeah. How fun would that be? Is that like... <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to stop. <laughs> We've lived together for five years. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think that's actually what spurred me to think of Gaten Matarazzo <laughs> because he kind of reminds me of the Wolfman's Got Nards yep. kid. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> like yeah. if they remade Monster Squad, they would have to cast him in that role. That you just get like... You know, David is Dracula, and then instead of other vampires, it's like the wolf man and the creature and stuff yeah. as his as his as his, his crew. crew. And then you could do a monster squad meets uh Lost Boys pretty easy, actually. Just kind of similar deal. They team up with you, the frog you could brothers. Absolutely yeah. make that work. You could make yes, definitely absolutely. make that work. Uh we've also got the idea Good job Tammy or whoever that was. From uh from my mom. Uh, who apparently uh, hopefully only listens to this one and not geeks out of the influence because <laughs> I don't I don't want to think about my mom listening to all the uh, all the things we say on that one. So uh, this is still dirty, but now not quite she's as, gonna tune in. Yeah, probably. Oh god, I hope after three and a half years, if she hasn't already, she's not gonna. So uh, she suggested the Brady Bunch. And that one hundred percent works because it's straight up like the Brady Bunch. It's they like two families. It in the film. Right. They actually mention it in the movie. Yeah. Where there, he's like, there's a direct reference. Brady Bunch to it. from Hell or something like that. Like they're rolling Where's... around in the living room while shit's exploding. Like vampires are like getting fucked up left and right. And they're like, what is this? The fucked up Brady Bunch? Yeah. And yeah. imagine if you did it like, here's a story of a vamp named Max. <laughs> it, it, it would literally turn into like the Partridge family meets the Munsters. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I would watch that show. Yes. Not going to lie, so would I. A Netflix original <laughs> series coming this this uh, this Halloween. Can, All the fake laugh your, tracks. <laughs> That'll be your trailer narration. Uh, we've also got uh, Peter Pan we mentioned earlier that, I mean, that's a pretty direct adaptation. I mean, you know. I mean, it pretty much, yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, so that, that works relatively well. Uh I'm not going to spend much time on this one because Vermin's an idiot, but Vermin suggested a, <laughs> a taxi. The TV show? I'm assuming the TV show. So it would just be like the vampires working at a cab company. Maybe that's how they get their victims. And maybe, I don't know, Michael starts working there and he's like, there's something not quite right about my coworkers. And not in that kind of office joking, like, we're a bunch of weirdos here. But like, no, we murder people and drink their blood here. So, like, we got a better option for the 5W30. <laughs> 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 Imagine how much insurance that cab company has to shell out. Zero. <laughs> yeah, literally zero. No complaints. Hope they have a shop back. This one's just a weird one. I'm, I'm not sure uh, what to do with this, so I, I need some help here. But uh, Mia suggested a clueless, but as a musical, uh, mixed with, uh, <laughs> with the Lost This is all you. Clueless as a musical. I'm figuring you'd basically, instead of just around the streets of of, uh, of the town, it's just set in a high school, 
and all the vamps are like super valley yeah, girl I about see it. The, the Southern California connect there, but yeah. otherwise I'm like, what? <laughs> just like, how are you enjoying those worms, Michael? <laughs> it's very, like as if, as if. <laughs> I, I, Don't make I, me go full valley. I, I, I know you it. could go on like a five minute rant of nothing but valley girl on that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that to you. Our, uh, maybe that. later. Maybe oh, later. Our uh, buddy and uh, dwarf in our campaign, Michelle Lyons, suggested Green Inferno as a mashup with the Lost Boys. I'm not familiar with that, so uh, that is basically uh, a bad remake of cannibal holocaust yep um that uh was done by eli roth a few years ago and basically go to amazon run into a cannibal tribe and get eaten and shit and uh it, it, at that point in time it, it it would basically just be the same thing as an over-the-top uh zombie flick which i'm totally cool with but yeah but it would like, it would i think take too much away from the actual theme of lost boys a little bit like, I, I, would it, would I it be like zombies versus vampires wasn't there a Ghostbusters cartoon episode about that? Probably. Prob- <laughs> that sounds maybe right. Do, maybe. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, one more that we've got here uh, before we continue on to the trailers is our uh, listener John Ramsey suggested Near Dark, the uh, other 80s vampire oh. film, as, as a team up. And I was like, do you incorporate both sets of characters or do this... you just have them like intermix the characters? And I think just like fucking vampire turf war. Would be super like fun. Alien what? versus I, Predator kind of thing Kind going of on? Near Dark or versus... Jason uh, versus Freddy? Or yeah, what's kind of. What's well, going I, on I here? think that would work. I, I think that that one specifically could work out so much better than the rest because, like, the last line of the movie is the grandpa just going, like, only thing I can ever stand about living in Santa Clara, all the damn vampires. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it's yeah. blatantly obvious, like, in Lost Boys, like, this is not the only clan. Yeah, there's other shit happening. There's all kinds of other shit that's happening and has been happening. Again, like, earlier in the movie, he's like, well, you know, if all the corpses around here stood up, it'd get kind of crowded. Yeah. <laughs> we have a population problem. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Like, so that would be I, I could see that one. That would be good almost for a sidequel where it's like stuff happening during the same time period as right, uh, you, you, as Lost Boys. Right, like, you're actually the getting into the gang wars of like the, that like around the same time like like maybe just before or during Lost Boys timeline yeah. is like the near dark side of it where they're you're finding the clashes between the clans and Oh, okay, I see. What you're I, I think now. Th- that would be super God, fun. It, that would be fun, it, it, and it turns into like the '80s boardwalk version of the Vampire Diaries. I would watch the shit out. Of <laughs> Everybody has mullets. <laughs> All right, so that is our mashups and our casting for the Lost Boys uh, reboot and reimagining. So now we're going to get into the trailers uh, for our different versions. So uh, we're going to take a pause here to go over the music, and when we come back, uh, one of us is going to start with their trailer, and we're just going to kind of run it through. So here <laughs> we go. Right. Santa Clara, a sleepy seaside village in the not-too-distant future. Michael and Sam joined their mother to live with their grandfather in the sleepy seaport, but it is not as sleepy as was once thought. <laughs> there are creatures abound that know not sleep, that know not pain. They don't even eat. They are vampire. Coming this summer, a reboot of the 1987 horror comedy classic. Richard Stanley directs a retro future where David and Star battle the Frog Brothers and Michael and Sam 
for the soul of Santa Clara. This summer, Lost Boys, the new wave. <laughs> Sounds like they're surfers. <laughs> So that's mine. <laughs> I was like, what do I call it with retro future? Okay, the new wave. That's a little on the nose, but fuck it. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, so, uh, who wants to go next? I guess that's me. All right. I still got nothing except for Ninja Hive with vampires. Well, it's it's mostly ad lib anyway. It's funnier when you don't actually like work it out ahead of time. So, uh, so Kuhn is going up next. No idea how well or badly this is going to work out. Yeah, well, that's part of the fun of it, is uh, going, ah, shit, I got nothing. So. Ah, fuck. Let's see, where is yours? Okay, are you ready? Yeah, sure, go for it. In the dark world, where I drop blanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just totally lost one there. <laughs> In a world where the next generation of humanity is hunted, only two can protect those that will secure the future. The Brothers Frog <laughs> will allow for the continuation of humanity. <laughs> this summer, we will evolve. Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else. Okay, all right. No, that's fair. Oh, good lord. <laughs> All right, so that is Coon's uh, edition. <laughs> that, that is my atrocity. That just picture, it says Lost Boys on the screen. He yeah. doesn't even have to, like... <laughs> in the bottom, in a weird different font that doesn't really match. Evolve. <laughs> Evolve. <laughs> that would be a good tagline for your version of it. Like, uh, yeah. Lost Boys, Evolve. All right, so the next one is uh, Terry is doing her version of it. So whenever you're ready... time where vampires walk the earth only two can save humanity starring james and oliver phelps also known as fred and george weasley come to save santa clara from the terror in the lost boys coming this summer nice. oh yeah not bad not bad all right good job everybody that was fantastic i like it all right, so that is the tail end of Smack My Pitch Up. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this journey to Santa Clara. Uh, coming this summer, three different versions of Lost Boys are coming out the same weekend. It's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> see what you did. I uh, see what I did there, yeah. Um, personally, I want to thank everybody that voted for us for uh, and nominated us for the Richmond Best Of. Uh, this will be coming out after the nominations, but we're definitely top three, and that alone means a hell of a lot to us here at the Geeks Under the Influence Network. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we got some votes in the room, and uh, it's very, very deeply appreciated. This whole network means a hell of a lot to a lot of people, and myself included, and we couldn't have done it without the support of our, our panelists and uh, other podcasters on the network and, and our fans that listen and, and write in and come up with stupid ideas for mashups and, and join the conversations <laughs> on our social media, which... If you haven't already, join us in that conversation. Uh, go to GUIPodcast.com for links to all of our podcasts on the network, for episodes of Smack My Pitch Up, Geeks Under the Influence, and everything else on the network. And uh, join us on social media. We usually post up before Smack My Pitch Up an idea of what uh, what we're doing on the next episode. And uh, we ask for suggestions on what to mash it up with. So if you follow us on social media, you'll get a chance to kind of put your own two cents in on here. You can also hit us up on the hotline at uh, 804 
504-505-4GUI. That's 804-505-4484. And you can leave a voicemail or text us and uh, let us know what you think about stuff or ideas for mashups or ideas for future episodes. We're always interested in uh, what you guys want to hear from us here at Smack My Pitch Up and all the other shows on the network. So, as always, I'm Mike the Hobbit, and you just got pitch smacked. GUIPodcast.com. <laughs>